art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Welcome to the Romans Bar. Good evening, Gata. Good evening, Colleen. And welcome to the, I guess we could say Hanukkah edition, considering this episode is coming out during the first, during, what would be the fourth night of Hanukkah? I, I believe guess. so, yeah. Yes, I if I am doing my math correctly. So happy Hanukkah to all those that are celebrating. Um, I just didn't, I just wish we had a book that did not upset got us so much this week that would be great but um before we get into that uh i may have finished my christmas shopping already gotta what yeah um i was just very much of like okay i want to get it well i usually try to get it done around this time because i have to mail a good chunk of them out so i want to yeah have you it do all. yeah so i want to just make sure i have everything in 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 place so it can you know get out on time because you know it's just it's a crazy time of year in general for everybody so i was just like and actually i had i only have one hanukkah card that i have to send out and i was like oh wait a minute when is hanukkah i have to get a hanukkah card and i know i'm like okay i know i sent this one last year so i can't buy this one again i'm like i gotta find a good one um but uh, the husband was amused with the one Hanukkah card that I picked out. So I was like, okay, good. If he's amused, then I feel the person it's going to will be amused. But um, how was your Thanksgiving, Gata? Um, it was really good. It was um, a good day. Did you bake any pie for the occasion? No, I did not bake anything, actually. I was a guest. <gasps> Wonderful. But I had fantastic pie. So, um the people I was at, they're also bakers. They're they are magnificent. The mom is a magnificent baker. She made fresh croissants, and I was like, "What is this?" Um, and they made a fresh apple pie, and it was just lovely. They made um, a pecan cheesecake pie that was to die for, to die for. That sounds delicious. Um, it, I, oh God, I want it. I want it so bad, but you know. I saw a recipe. Um, on Food Network, because that's mostly what I watch these days, um, if I'm not watching reruns of The Office or Bob's Burgers. But she made a pie crust from the, uh, how do you say it, Speckloose, Speckle the cookies at Trader Joe's. Uh, Trader oh. Joe's sells them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm she made a crust from that, and I was like, oh, that sounds delicious and easy. She just chopped them up in the food processor and um, a little bit of melted butter to keep them, you know, to stick together and then bake that in the oven. I was like, oh, that sounds good. I said, I, I think I'm going to have to try that. Um, but I'll, I will keep our listeners posted on that, <laughs> on that joyous thing. Um, but my Christmas tree is already up because, you know. Everyone, okay, the, everyone I know christmas tree is up some people before even thanksgiving no we're well uh the husband is very adamant he's like no there's 
there's Halloween, then there's Thanksgiving, then there's Christmas. Like, not, you don't do any of this Christmas stuff before. It's like it, I'm, I'm with John on this, actually. I'm I 100% agree. with him. I, I agree. Like, I, there are certain, you know, Thanksgiving traditions uh, that I, you know, have to uphold before, you know, the Christmas ones can start. Because, you know, the Christmas season goes on for so long. Like, feels like it goes on for so long. If you, and then you get tired of all that stuff by the time Christmas actually shows yeah. up. Um, which is why there's that thing that I know I've heard of it, but I've never actually participated. Have you heard of Biscotta, where it's like you have to play the game where you uh, have to avoid hearing the song Last Christmas by Wham? No. So apparently it's a thing. Um, where you have to, so basically you have to avoid listening to the radio or going into stores where they could potentially be playing last Christmas and like whoever goes the longest is the winner. Um, yet there's the other, the opposite side of the game where like you listen to it multiple times from December 1st to December 24th. And I'm like, uh, and cover like. Covers don't count in the where you're not listening to it, like where you have to avoid listening to it, but it does count in the one where you're listening to it on repeat. And that song has been covered quite a bit. I mean, a lot of them have, but that specifically. Um, there are certain covers of certain songs that I'm like, no, I want the original. I can't, I don't. Yeah. I don't like how the remake, no offense, I don't like, I was like, it's too slow. I'm not used to it. It's. No, I'm not like I'm not liking it. Uh, how you know? Sometimes it works. How, however, um, but I do have to say there is one Hanukkah special that uh, we did watch before Thanksgiving because it's. I was like, oh well, you know, Hanukkah starts fairly soon, so we have to watch that, and that is the Rugrats Hanukkah special, um, <laughs> which someone from NPR did say, like, that is probably one of the better Hanukkah specials out there, especially explaining to kids what Hanukkah is. <laughs> like, and the best. You know, yeah. I remember, I grew up in a very diverse situation, I think. A very unique situation that a mm -hmm. lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing with the dreidel, mm. but I didn't know what it meant, oh. you know? Um I grew up with knowing about the Jewish holidays, but not really like knowing, you know, what they are, but like not the, what the depth they are. Mm. So um, I understand some of it, um, not all. And I would love, honestly, I was so excited about this book because, oh my God, this book is going to be great because there's so much spirituality behind it and there's so much history and there's so many things that are, you know, behind right. that. You know, well, we'll get into it, but first let's get uh, John's opinion on the title. Um, I mean, it could go anywhere. So let's see. John. Colleen. All right. Tonight's title. The Matzah Ball. Oof. I'm, I'm having PTSD from the first time I went to my uh, converted Jewish uncle's house to have I think it was, maybe it was Hanukkah. It had to be Hanukkah. They had matzo ball soup. And anyway, I didn't know what a matzo ball was. 
yeah. Um, <laughs> the matzo ball. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name now because I'm having PTSD on that. No, it's the matzo ball. Oh, the matzo ball. Oh, like a ball, like kind of like ACDC kind of ball. You mm-hmm. got big balls, you got big balls, but they're not talking well, about, they're no. not talking about that. They're talking oh, about like parties. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, parties. Party. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's a double entendre. Yes. It is a double entendre, yes. Yes, yes it mm-hmm. is. So it's obviously a Jewish couple of some kind. And they're having a party. And yeah. one one person meets another person and they fall in love at the at the ball. The Jewish ball. I mean, you got the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's there there's a pattern, there's a pattern, but I'll explain it next time next time. Because oh. too much time has passed. Okay. Now I will get my coffee. Go get your coffee. Okay. Where do we find that coffee? Colleen, so we are back and we are better than ever with the romance bar. We are new and improved with a sponsor now, Gata. A sponsor? Tell me more. <laughs> Why, thank you, Price is Right, Gata. I appreciate you <laughs> so much. We have the sponsor called the Gamer Grind Coffee. Uh, that is actually sponsoring the ACPN Network, who brings you the Romance Bar. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Awesome. Yay, yay for coffee sponsoring us. Us having a coffee as our first sponsor is so apropos considering how much coffee fuels this podcast the names that gamer grind came up with are uh priceless for their 12 blends and what i think is unique with their 12 blends the one that i'm currently drinking is called rage mode uh (laughs) i know the the husband picked it out he got a medium roast which i was just like my body was in shock because i'm like i'm not used to medium roast coffee anymore but the bright side with gamer grind if i want to order rage mode again i can upgrade it to a dark roast and you can pick if you want to have it whole bean or if you want to have it finely ground ready for your coffee pot so you don't have to grind it yourself which i think is pretty cool because you know most blends like if you go to certain places oh only this blend is available and it's only a dark only a dark roast whereas this one you can customize and you still think the name is cool uh but they were so kind to sponsor us the romance bar and they were generous enough to give us a a discount code what is that discount code gotta acpn at checkout so when you purchase all the coffee your heart's desire just make sure you're doing acpn at checkout to get the five percent off and yes it is only five percent but you know what you're saving so much money um on shipping and handling and you're getting great amazing tasting coffee which i'm drinking right now i am very envious of you <laughs> i drank my coffee for the day and i cannot wait for my order to come in yeah just remember to go to gamergrind.co and use acpn at checkout to get your five percent off your first order and also follow them on instagram gamers grind co um, and see their amazing uh, products. They have other uh, products as well that goes with their coffee. Um, check them out and let us know what you think. Thank you, Gamers Grind. Thank you. So, uh, as we were saying, with like, there's not, there is an, a pl- an overabundance of Christmas things. And, uh, both God and I 
grew up like I grew up here in New York. So I again, I like got a knew of the Jewish yeah, holidays. Um, you know, like I, I had a, a vague idea of what they entailed. Grew up knowing that, you know, Hanukkah is not the it, it's not the most religious holiday. Um, like the the more important holidays happen earlier in the year, like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Those are the high holy days um, in the Jewish faith. Hanukkah is, but Hanukkah in the sense that it's this equivalent to Christmas. Like they're not the holiest of the holidays, but they are important for um, what they are. But yet Christmas gets uh, better publicity, <laughs> as somebody had once uh, uh, joked about it. I did not make that joke. I can't take credit or please don't at me for that one um christmas just became this ever-loving thing and so therefore not as many books about hanukkah and hanukkah romances exist and i will say in this book's favor it is a clean romance so for those that may be looking for a clean romance that is on this book's it plus that's the plus column for this book and i think it kind of i mean there's a couple of other things but gotta do you want to admit to the audience okay i'm gonna admit people hi hello my name is gotta hi and gotta. i did not hi and <laughs> i just would like to admit that i did not finish this book i dnf'd this book and i don't dnf book usually i read the books um, I may skip, but I finish um, if I don't like it, but I just couldn't read it. There's a few things. There's a few things to the book. The book talks about Hanukkah, which, as we said, there's not a lot of books about it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a Jewish lead, uh, a Jewish hero, and it's fantastic. They're not all about, you know, it's great. One thing, I there's a couple of things I didn't like. One. Well, let's talk about what I like. I love that she loved Christmas, even though she doesn't believe in Christmas, because I love Christmas and I don't believe in, like, I I don't celebrate it. Not believe, mm. I don't celebrate it. And she doesn't celebrate either. And she had a secret love affair with Christmas to the point where she writes Christmas um, uh, novels, romance stories. Mm-hmm. And one of her, a couple of her books even be, were made for Hallmark. Like, it's amazing. Like, great. Um, my dream, if I ever, you know, write a book about Christmas. Um, and then, you know, she's successful. She lives, um, you know, a, 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 this double life with, you know, it's really cutesy. It's very cute, right? Like, the, the build up to the story is super cute. Then, right. and then she meets him, and it's really cute because she has to kind of go to this ball, and she knows that this guy's invited. And for her to know more about Hanukkah, she has to, you know, befriend this dude who has this, you know, and she thinks he's gonna get her the inspiration to write a Hanukkah story, which is what her publisher is demanding. Well, they now, already the have is, a background; they knew yeah, each other in. They've camp. known each other from before. Yeah, right. which is cute. Like it's a very meet cute with a meet cute behind it, right? They yes. met when they're children, and now they're meeting again. It's really adorable. First of all, but the but the but the things against it is that she 
is a rabbi's daughter that she she that she she's a rabbi's daughter that does not know anything spiritual about Hanukkah. I'm sorry. Like how? I don't understand this. Like if you're someone who grew up in a conservative family or not even a conservative family, in a family that celebrates Hanukkah, that you know, knows their um tradition that all of these things that come with it, you should at least know something. You should have some sort of connection to it. And she doesn't. And that was very disappointing. I mean, I would get if it if the book took it on a different, like she's trying to find um, inspiration of a good, you know, like a love story, like a good guy example. And that's why she goes to meet the guy. But not that she wants to find something spiritual about it because she should already know since of because that's the background that was building up for me. And then there was the idea that there was a line in the book that I'm not going to read because I don't know if anyone else is going to pay attention to it. Some people did when I read I, the reviews after I stopped. I I'm, I admitted that I missed it because I was l listening to it and I'm like, I didn't even catch this joke. But I think when we were discussing the line, I said, yeah. I think my issue with it is a lot of the characters are very stereotypical. Like, I yeah. think for if anyone's ever watched like a Jewish, like a caricature of a Jewish person on TV, that's what this book is filled with. And it's it's like I get she lives in New York, but. It's not all of New York. It's a certain, yeah. like, if, okay, so we're, we, I, mm, let me rephrase this. I'm trying to say this without insulting anyone, really, even, even myself at this point. I live in New York. I have a very standard accent. But if you walk in Queens, it's a different accent than if you walk in Bronx and if you go to right. Brooklyn. And even in Brooklyn, there's, like, different places with different accents by different uh, neighborhoods, same thing with Manhattan, same thing with Staten Island. Not every person of the same, not all white people of New York talk the same, not all Arab people of New York talk the same, not all Jewish people of New York talk the same. It's not the same thing. You cannot make it one kind, like you cannot stereotype, like it's, it's very stereotypical. And that was annoying, but I didn't hear it. Colleen did, and she proved my point because that's like how I felt it was. Mm -hmm. So that was annoying to Colleen and to me. Well, in a well see, way. okay. So now his his business partner, for instance, um, I'm like, they, he's supposed to be from France, and I'm like, I'm expecting somebody with a French accent, and I'm like, no, I'm getting somebody with a very stereotypical. Brooklyn, New York, like if you're thinking, if you associate with like, I'm going to go the nanny, Fran Drescher, if you're going with that, nothing is wrong with her. I'm just saying, if you're only associating that voice with all of Judaism, yeah, that's not that's... the, uh, not an accurate representation. Yeah. And like, so there's, it's, it, it's not right. So, okay. So now I have, um, this is a little bit of a sidebar. So there's this, um, he, he did, he does Instagram and I think TikTok too. He's a, a Jewish baker. He actually wrote a book, a cookbook called uh, Jewish and all about Jewish baking. 
he married somebody who is Jewish, but he is not. But he grew up eating different foods on diff, on the holidays because he's so. What everyone's usually known familiar with, like what everybody knows, like as far as like even the matzo balls, is like the the Ashkenazi Jew, mm-hmm. whereas his husband is from a different part of the world. So he grew up eating different foods associated with Hanukkah. And yeah, so, and he's like, I. It, it like it blew his mind like he knew that there was other you know you know other tribes out there you know like what that they eat different food yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just like it, it's amazing like to understand of like things that I grew up eating were not what he grew up eating and what he associates each holiday with and I'm like I was like, wow, you know, like we all know this one thing and he learned this other thing and I was like it's amazing that the two of them found each other and can both combine the different types of Judaism together in their relationship. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, there is two types. There's two tribes. Yes. There is Ashkenazi and there's Sephardic. Yes. Um, and Sephardic is um, it's the tribe of the Middle East. And that's include that's Asia, that's mm-hmm. Africa, that's um, the Far East. Like that's, that's, Everything that's not Europe. Right. That's Sephardic. Ashkenazi is Europe. And there are different traditions when it comes to Passover, when it comes to fasting, when it comes to, you know, because it's basically, it has to do with the food you eat on regular time. Right. uh, In regular time that you have to. So some people had rice. Some people had um, potato flour. Some people had, uh, you know, can didn't have cheese and some people did have like it just it's you know like all of these different traditions and I might be um you know my cat is having the zoomies it's can she relax please relax (laughs) girl relax chill she she's very hyped up about this she is hyped up she's like cheese where um so it's it's really different it's beautiful different traditions and I really wish the book went into it and it didn't and that was disappointing now so. that's what I was wondering. So now, again, this keeps me making me think of a movie that came out, um, and I know we talked about this during Pride Month, which was called like, uh, which was called Love Simon, and you know it was criticized for not being like being progressive enough. So it's just sort of like I'm wondering. First of all, again, because you and I are not Jewish, I would like somebody who is Jewish to read this and like tell yeah. me what they think of it. And also the other thing of, I would like somebody like who is not as familiar with Hanukkah and Jewish people to like, if they see it and be like, Oh, well, you know, maybe I want to learn more about it. Or like, I never knew certain things. Cause there were little bits in there that I did enjoy as far as like, uh, so she's explaining like, so, um, her her parents are very observant because her father is a rabbi and she is um well let me give the the quick synopsis that uh that yeah. is the book so uh Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt is a nice Jewish girl with a shameful secret she loves christmas for a decade, she's hidden her career as a christmas romance novelist from her family her talent has made her a bestseller even as her chronic illness has always always kept the kind of love she writes about out of reach. 
but when uh, her diversity-conscious publisher insists she write a Hanukkah romance, her well of inspiration has suddenly runs dry. Hanukkah is not magical. It's not Mary. It's not Christmas. Desper- uh, desperate to not lose her contract, Rachel's determined to find her muse at a matzah ball, a Jewish music celebration on the last night of Hanukkah, even if it means working with her summer camp archenemy, Jacob Greenberg. Uh, though Jacob, uh, though Rachel and Jacob haven't seen each other since they were kids, their grudge still grows brighter than a menorah. But as as they spend more time together, Rachel finds herself drawn to Hanukkah and Jacob in a way she never expected. Maybe this holiday of lights will spark the much uh, be the spark she. Yeah, let me try that again. Maybe this holiday of lights will be the spark she needed to set her heart ablaze. Um, so they used to. So the the premise is they haven't seen each other, but she need. So her she that is. A, the other plus in the column for me is so she is not the perfect heroine. And not just no, because no. she's a Jewish girl who loves Christmas. That's not, I mean, that, <laughs> no, that's no. not it either. Um, and her, it, it briefly gets discussed. It. Yeah. Discusses like her parents don't even like having like a Hanukkah bush because that's like they're trying to incorporate Christmas things and their traditions and that's not right, which I totally understand. Um, but she she suffers from what's called chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, and the first time I had ever heard of that was on an episode of the Golden, uh, two episodes of the Golden Girls. Um, so, yes, it is a real thing. And it actually can be very and for her, it actually can be very crippling is the best career for her because she doesn't have to have like the typical nine to five job and she can rest when she need like when like if she overdoes it it's like she will have to like sleep for three days um otherwise because that's how exhausted she gets and how physically um like it's how physically taxing the thing like taking the subway for her is physic can become physically taxing and i was just like wow this is like that part i was like that's to me is really intriguing because it was kind of going it wasn't just like, oh, she has this thing and like was grazing over it. Like it was kind of, there's parts where she actually, um, she because while she's, she agrees to be a volunteer because there's tickets sold out for this matzo ball. And she, so Jacob plays a practical joke on her, like, because that, that was their relationship uh, for a while, like in summer camp. So he's like continuing that, but because she doesn't tell him that she has uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And so she, like, goes home because she's so exhausted. And then, like, on that third day, she just, like, needs to, like, basically sleep it off because she's so exhausted. And I was like, okay, so at least they're taking some, you know, it was going into her disease. It wasn't just, like, glossing over it is what I was trying to say, um, if that's making sense. Um, But so I did like that. And he also had... Um, a mother who had um, MS. So he he's so once he learns that she has it, he's like he's very like oh my god, why did you not say anything? Kind of a a thing. Um, so she basically keeps things to herself. That's like she doesn't like let people in. That's her big problem. Um, so, uh, but yeah, like I said, like I think I think again the st- the stereotypical 
aspect of it. Um, and like, uh, and like, I think what got ahead said as far as it, uh, being like, she couldn't find, I guess she's seeing Hanukkah, like, she the reason why she started to like love Christmas as much was um it kind of helped her cope with her um well with like what happened to her like how their relationship ended but also like helped her cope with her illness like that's why she loved Christmas so much but she can never like she tried to ask her like her father like oh would it be okay and he's like, oh, no, like, we don't talk about those sorts of things because she brings up um, uh, someone who wrote a Christmas song, but who was also Jewish. She goes, oh, no, we don't talk about that. And I was just like, is that true? I mean, I'm sure it what is. is that? Um, I forgot who she is. Was it? But, I mean, there's quite a few people that have written, you know, like... Uh, Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand, Barry Manilow, they've all have Christmas songs, but they are not. Yeah. They're all, yeah, they're all Jewish, but I'm like, um, but he's like, oh, no, we don't talk about that. Like, we don't bring that up. Um, they're not mentioned. So I was just like, huh. I'm like, okay. That's why I said, like, I, there are certain things that I would like to know. I'm like, is this actually accurate? Um, like, What's go- you know, like, what's going on? I'm like, because I was just like, I, things I didn't, like, things I don't know that were just like. I mean, out. I don't, I don't know, like, if maybe if I finished the book, I would have been able to help you, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, I stopped after a certain point. Right, but I understand at that, but, like, I think we've also discussed this with books that, like, um, I, like, I had forced myself to finish one book you know, for this podcast, but it's like, we all understand that there's that one point where you're like, okay, you know what, I can't, and just, well, there was a book, (laughs) I won't mention it here on the podcast, but I could not finish it, because it broke its own rules, that's, that for me was a line of just like, okay, she set up a rule in one book, and she broke it in the next chapter, I'm like, I can't, I can't, (laughs) I couldn't do it, yes, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, okay, if you, it's like, if you're world building and you set up a rule and then you break it in the following chapter, I can't, I can't go forward. And I think for you, the line that made you stop reading, and again, um, it's It's just a couple. It's a couple, but I'm just saying, like, there were so, like, one you could have bypassed, but if this particular one, it's just, it was a hard line for you, and that's okay. And um, it's just, it's disapp- I just feel disappointed that of, like, okay, if we didn't, like, like, we didn't ha- automatically have another book. Like, I hate to say it, like, we didn't automatically have another book to, like, okay, God, I didn't like this one. Let's go find another one to, like, even it's, say. They're not readily available, unfortunately, which is really, yeah. Which I think that's kind of what the book can kind of commentate on. Like, the publisher's, like, saying, oh, no, people want books about Hanukkah. And I'm like, yes, actually, I would love more books um, about the Hanukkah holiday. Like, like, there is, there can be a magical 
quality. And I'm like, listen, you got, you know, like, again, eight nights to play with, you know, like to play with, to do a romance. Romances have happened in a shorter amount of time as we've already, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, eight, yeah. uh, eight days of romance is totally plausible. Um, I'm just, I'm just spitballing ideas here. Uh, but I, I just, I, I said the fact that it's a clean romance and that she's not the quote unquote perfect heroine. And he's got his own demons that he needs to work through. And I think, I think that was the other fault of it was like, he's working, he has his own demons to work through, but they kind of fell short to her, like to what she's got to go through. Like, I understand it's mostly her journey, but it's like, you got two different backgrounds going on. Like his family. So his father, he, his parents ended up getting divorced because his father couldn't deal with the fact that the mother, um, had her the mother's chronic illness so he ended up moving to um being moved to france which is where his mother was from and that's where he was raised and he ended up getting kicked out of so many schools the only school that took him in was a catholic school so he grew up very familiar with you know uh the christmas traditions and like understanding the christ like the christian faith and i think that was the other thing that um the book kind of had going for it was like it was just trying to say of like so like so for me and this is such a weird segue so um of like yes christmas is so commercialized but there's also a root in religion to it um like christmas is a, a a mass for christ that's basically where the origin came from so it's like Hanukkah also has its um, religious significance. So it's like there is a magical part, but there's also there could be the magical part in the um, religious roots of it is what, you know, like what the whole why the um, why the Charlie Brown Christmas special is as as heartwarming as it is to me, like that. It's like because Charlie Brown is sick of the commercialization that is Christmas. But there's like, you know, significant there is a religious significance behind it as well like so it's like it's trying to marry the two but also like that there's a, a magical thing in the holiday itself am i am i going too much out on a limb here is that what i'm no saying? i understand i understand what you're saying i think but i mean it gets muddled take it in the book. yeah i think the other part of it maybe the book shows how when you're crying like I don't know if it's the lack of like I know a lot of Muslim kids go to Catholic schools as well because mm -hmm. there's I, a lot of similarities in um you know in like in the discipline right in Catholic schools like it, teaching and uh, studying is very prominent like it's, it's important um and I know a lot of them go because it's also like, you know, you have girls' schools and boys' schools and it's right. they're not mixed. I don't know if they are still. And a lot of parents want the, the best education to their kids. And a lot of the best education comes from Catholic schools, um, which is, I mean, it's great, but also it's unfortunate because right. you lose 
the that connection to your own mm. outside of your ho- home. So, mm. you know, there there is that, but I've seen it in in back home too where I've had many Christian fa- friends who went to uh private you know like majority are muslim kids but like that it's different because it wasn't really a muslim school it was just a school um well or it was more like yeah just a school but it was a private school um so it's like you still get i get I guess what I'm saying here, you, the Catholic schools don't employ Jew, Jewish teachers to teach Jewish kids right. their, their traditions, right? Right. Um, they would have to do that on another, like their family have to send them to um, a Sunday school right. or, you know, which is almost every everyone does that. Everyone sends their kids to Sunday school. And now Sunday school could be a Jewish school. It could be a Muslim school. It could be a Christian school to teach their kids their religion or their their language or, you know, whatever it is that's related to their culture. Um, Which, you know, it's interesting that it's not more inclusive. I mean, I get it's not because it is, again, it's a Catholic school. And that's what it is. And that's where what a lot of people want. But I would think that after how many ever years of it seeing who their students are, they would be more inclusive. Right. I don't well, know. No, I, I think, I mean, I went to high school with, uh, there were three girls in my class that uh, were Muslim. But again, I think their parents, because I went to an all girls high school, so therefore they wanted their girls to have the private school yeah, education. Yeah. And the only option is an all girls Catholic school. Um, yeah. To do, to do that, and um, so you know, there, I I think the best thing that I ever got from Catholic school, and this shocked a lot of people when I told them. I said um, we had a nun in the sixth grade that um, had us go to a, a synagogue on a field trip because she's like, listen, this is Jesus was Jewish, so. You know, to understand his faith, to better understand yours, you need to, you know, like, let's learn their traditions. And I was like, I feel that was the best experience of just, like, it's an essential need. Like, these are, this is how the world works of, like, people celebrate things differently. And um, that's why I said, like, why when we were picking the books for this month, I'm like, I want to not be all Christmas. Because December is not always all it's not all Christmas. There's other other holidays that occur um, that, you know, mean something to somebody else. I mean, there's also, I think, like, even though Hanukkah is not the most religious holiday, but there's also, like, like we were, um, I was joking with a friend of John's of, like, man, there's, there's a lot of potatoes going on around this time of year. Like, from Thanksgiving, because he was talking about a, a Swedish dish that his grandmother makes. And I was just like, because I was talking about um, that uh, I was going to be making pierogies and, you know, all of these. Th- and I was just like, man, there's a lot of potatoes. And I'm like, oh, and of course, for Hanukkah, they're talking about making lakas, which are, if no one's ever had them, they are delicious. Um, they are potatoes and onions fried in oil. Um, and I, I really don't know where else one could. I mean, you can go wrong with making them because, you know, you could 
over fry them, but they are fairly delicious with uh, sour cream and applesauce. Oh man, I'm making myself hungry now, Gata. <laughs> um, but there's, uh, you know, I think it's just around this time of year, there's a lot of memories associated. I think that's really what, like with holidays, it's like, it is what you make it, but it's the memories that you associate with the holiday of like, what's getting, you know, what's getting made, the traditions that that you have with that holiday of like, like what you normally, like what you and your, what makes it special for you and your family or how you make it special. And I think that's kind of what the journey that the author, the, uh, the Rachel is trying to go on is like how she's going, like how to renew her faith in re- renew her faith and love for her, renew her love of her own faith. Like she will be observant, like, cause she does keep kosher. Um, as best she can which is uh, difficult which is difficult yes. when you when when people don't understand what that is and don't like it's it's so inconvenient like i get it i get it people but like there are other people that would love to try your food like maybe give us a vegetable or something i don't know whatever yeah i mean um the, so she she does she does. I think she, what her issue is is like she follows the motions of her religion because that's what she was brought up on. But it's like she has that disconnect, and it's like through this experience of like, oh no, like re- rekindling her love of her of her faith is what this book was trying to attempt. I like I mm-hmm. said, I would just like somebody who is not us to read it and tell yeah. them, like, say like, okay, well, or you know what somebody who is Jewish would be like, you know what? I actually like that I'm represented for a change and that I know it's a stereotypical representation, but there, um, it's a, it's a starter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that it's a, it's, is it a, a good starter or like, is this the book that, you know, is it a good starter? Or is it a decent starter? I mean, cause I don't think they are over, like, I don't even think with that one joke, I don't think they're trying to be overtly offensive in any way like i think it was just um i mean i think if the the author knew that that one you know like certain lines were like ooh that hits a wrong chord kind of a thing um again they you, you know you, you she could have put this thing out with the best of intentions but i would say like if you would like to give it a try um i would do the library as always um i would not uh I mean, I don't think I would be, this is not going to be on my reread list, but I think, I hope maybe by this time next year, there'll be more books to choose from yeah. that, that the publisher in the story um, is real and like does want to actually put more books out there um, that have, you know, like a little, because <laughs> what was it, Gata? We found the uh, the Very Hungry Caterpillar, which is a kid's book. Yes. No one knows. Uh, has a Hanukkah edition. Which I was like, I didn't even know that, and I'm like, I'm very pleased to know that there is a uh, a baby book, um, and something that everybody knows, which is the very which I feel I, I shouldn't say everybody that a good ch- a good majority of people know the very hungry caterpillar. I hope if not, it's an adorable, uh, beautifully painted um, book. Uh, Google it. Google it for anyone who doesn't know what it is. Um, it's very cute. Very wonderful. 
Um, I think it gets, it's one of, uh, well, it's one of the books that I usually give at a baby shower. Um, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um, I, my favorite book to give is, is On the Night You Were Born. Oh, that's By one. Nancy Tillman. Um, and I, I listen, as someone who works in books, um, there are multiple versions of, of every holiday except except um, Muslim holidays um, of a lot of children's board books. I mean, uh, they're starting to include, you know, Muslims think, in the... I think, you, you know what, maybe when uh, a certain uh, company that, you know, owns a lot of superheroes as well as beloved characters um, yeah. releases a certain... Uh, new streaming show. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Um, Miss Marvel. Marvel. Yes, maybe when that comes out, we will hope that yeah. there'll be more, because that is represent that is pure representation there. Um, and she is also somebody else who battles with um, trying, struggling with uh, how uh, struggling with her faith plus her new identity as a mutant. So. Yeah. that's I think that's always something because she I know that there's one thing of like you know um you know I think because she you know battles back and forth of whether or not she wants to wear the hijab and but should she but she's like here in the in America like should she wear it as you know like not wear it as being the superhero and I'm like that's that's fairly interesting I'm like I know it was very, uh, very well received as far as like people love the comic in general so I'm anxious to see what happens like how well it translates for the to, show yeah translates to television I'm excited but we got off on a tangent but I hope next week's pick gotta will bring us joy I really I hope that. so too see what I did there gotta <laughs> <laughs> I am full of puns this evening which the next book has quite the punny title instead of joy to the world it is joy to the earl by a author we have read before in an anthology what's the author's name gotta nicola or nicola davidson i need to figure it out honestly um maybe we'll figure it out by next episode we we make no promises um but until then good night gotta good night colleen Please follow us at The Romance Bar on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also email us at theromancebar at gmail.com. You can also contribute to us at Patreon slash ACPN. Thank you. We love you.